Corey, have you ever gotten lost since we moved to Florida? I don't think so. Really? No. It, and you don't have the greatest sense of direction. Well, I get lost sometimes around Cape Coral because there's so many canals. Right, dead-end roads. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm going to tell you about another person who got lost on a definite dead-end road coming up. Okay, well, we have new retirees moving to Florida. What else is new? Uh, well, But we'll show you how these wrinkly wonders have so many people excited. Wrinkly wonders, huh? Yeah. Well, I will tell you the story of something good that actually happened oh. when someone's neighbors called the cops on them. What? It's crazy. All that and more coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Freak Show. Hurry, hurry, hurry! Ladies and gents, boys and girls, step right up for the Florida Freak Show! Welcome back to the Florida Freak Show. I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. And if you've ever read a Florida news story online or seen a Sunshine State newscast, you know that Florida's greatest export are weird stories about the people who live and play here. And we have a few of those, don't we, Kirsten? As always, ripped yep. from the headlines. Ripped from the headlines. But first of all, before oh, we move on, I want to acknowledge. I know we are. And the surprise, Wow! Um, I want to acknowledge that this is our 26th episode, Twenty-six, which means yeah. we have been doing this for half a year. That's true. It every week. Every week. It means it has been 26 episodes since, since we both originally were unemployed. Wow. Now gainfully employed again. Yes. Thankfully. Uh, and so here we go. Here starting we go. off the second half of our first year. Yay. With a story from the Florida Times Union. A Kentucky woman sent a package through the U.S. Postal Service to what she thought was her sister's address in Florida. The box contained some fairly precious cargo. It had a bright red label on it that said, Cremated Remains. Ew. The box was delivered the next day, but it wasn't the sister's address anymore. Uh oh. She had moved and apparently didn't let her sister in Kentucky know. Uh. The new resident accepted the box with their mother's cremated remains in it. Mm -hmm. And when she realized that it wasn't her package, she just put it back on her step so the mail carrier could take it back. Uh oh. And now the box is missing. No! The woman, Amy Redford, has contacted the local trash companies and the Postal Service and even reached out to both Florida Senators and Governor DeSantis. But so far, the remains of her mother, Catherine Elizabeth Mays, are still at large. Oh. Redford says she just wants her mom to rest in peace and not end up in a landfill. Well, this is so heartbreaking, and it's just awful that this happened. But that said, why aren't you sharing that you're moving with your family? Right? This this apparently is not a close family. No. That's the best I can yeah. judge. Yeah. Also, there are some packages that require a bit more care. Um, and I would put a mother's remains right there at the top. Yeah. I would, I would yeah. think so. Yeah. You know, she gave birth to you. Sure. Could you at least, I don't know, shell out a couple extra bucks for, you know, signature confirmation? A couple of shekels. Throw, throw, <laughs> throw it the USPS way. They could use it. Why not? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Delivery confirmation, maybe a yeah. signature, a receipt, you know, upon delivery. Uh, yeah. You know, the, these are the things. Or maybe, I don't know, take care of it in person. Yeah. That seems to be the way to go more than anything. It does seem like the kind of thing that's like, hey, maybe we should handle this, you know, face to face. Kentucky's not that far. No. You could do face to face business. Yeah. I, and I get it. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yep. We've all learned how to do things remotely. Right. 
Um, you don't need to do everything face to face. Yeah. Thankfully, for a lot of meetings that I go to, yeah. At the same time, maybe your mom's cremated remains are the exception to that rule. Yeah. By the way, why don't we still get mail from the pirate and his lady at our uh, home 14 years later? The pirate and his lady. Yeah. Yar. I should probably explain. Yeah, so I think before you should, we yeah. moved into our home that we have now, uh, it was owned by a, a couple, the pirate and his lady, who had a store at the flea market of- called such. Yeah, a yeah. store basically selling pirate crap. Pirate um, stuff, yeah. All kinds uh, Jimmy Buffett type yeah. thing. It was very Florida. It was very pirate, very Conk Republic right. kind of stuff going on. So we would get a lot of pirate Themed paraphernalia catalogs. catalog. Yeah. These things and, exist, folks. And we would get them for years after they were and gone. And we still get get the occasional Every mailer for one yeah. of them. Anyway. Listen, if if you if you are a marketer and you have a mailing list, you know, check up on these people like every decade or two. Yeah. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. I mean, if the same person has been staying in a place for a decade, it, it could probably be a problem. I hope we don't end up with the pirate or Lady D's ashes. No, that I'm starting to wonder if that will Ugh. actually happen because we still get some of their mail. And I really hope that someone in Georgia is not getting my mail, what, some 20 years later. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I can just see it now. Corey O'Donnell, you could be a winner of the Publishers Clearinghouse Sweepstakes. Yay! Meanwhile, you Who's haven't Corey? lived in that house for 20 years. I don't know who yeah. this guy is. So, I have a question. Yeah. Is this really a crazy Florida story? I mean, we've talked yeah. about this before. Mm-hmm. You know, Florida imports a lot of it's crazy. It's not oh, like... yeah. Yeah. It's not like all crazy is right. Florida born and bred. Yeah, Florida freak stories definitely do extend beyond the borders. So this is not a crazy Kentucky story. I don't think so. We don't have to start like a kooky Kentucky podcast too? I don't feel like we're <laughs> qualified to do that. I think you got to live here to really know the stories that are... It's like it's like family. All the people that live here were like family. And I can make fun of my family. It's kind of like an animal house. Yeah. You can't make fun of our pledges. Only we can make fun of our pledges. Right. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, yeah. If you ever feel the need to mail some cremated remains, oh, I looked it up. Oh, good. Just to see, you know, where I can always count on you to where do so. the flaws happened. Sure. Where what what happened? Where here? are the cracks in the system? Right. So if you're sending cremated ashes, okay, is that redundant? I think that's redundant. Yeah, it works. Cremains. Cremains. If you're sending cremains, it's totally legal. You do have to use priority mail. Good to know. Priority mail express. Yeah, good to which know. Which will run you like 26, 27 bucks for for a fairly light package. Seems worth it. Totally seems worth yeah. it. Now with that, you you can request delivery confirmation signatures. Oh. And it does include $100 worth of insurance on your package. So Boom. So, you know, all is not lost for Amy Redford. She may have yeah. lost her mother's remains, but I, I would imagine yeah. $100 in value. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, yeah, you can't I don't know really put a work. price on a person's life all the time, but I mean, after they're gone. Oh, well, way to put a damper on I the whole know. thing, that's, Corey. That's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. All right, moving on to our second story. This one comes to us from ClickOrlando.com. 30-year-old Andrew Eddy and his wife Margot were on a private snorkeling trip in the Keys recently when an 8- to 10-foot shark latched onto Andrew's shoulder. Margot was on the boat at the time, 
looked in the water, saw a dorsal fin and blood. Wow. So without hesitating, she leapt into the water and pulled Andrew to the safety of the boat. Wow. By the way, Margot is pregnant. What? She says she didn't even think twice. The couple's from the Atlanta area. Margot got away from the shark without injury, though Andrew did have a severe bite wound. He was actually airlifted to a hospital in Miami. Wow. Other boaters had reported seeing a nine-foot bull shark in the same area early that day. Now, shark bites, you know, are actually pretty rare in the Keys. Mm -hmm. But as we know, Florida still has the most unprovoked shark attacks in the world. Well, Mama Bear ain't losing her man to no shark. We know that. (laughs) She is definitely saving a life for two there. But, you know, (laughs) you know, you hear these stories about mom strength, you know, lifting a car off of a child. Uh, but does mom strength still apply when you're fighting off shark attacks? And it's your husband. It's yeah. not even your kid. Yeah. Yeah. What I want to know, honestly, is, and and not to criticize her in any way, shape, or form, but Never. I'm curious how how pregnant is she? Sure. Because it's a lot more impressive of a story yeah. if she's like, you know, eight months pregnant than, say, eight weeks pregnant. Right. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And- uh, just the wherewithal to like jump, just a lunge into action. It's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. If you get attacked by a shark, I mean, I, I can't put myself in the situation. Okay. Mentally. I, I understand. I am not sure what I would do. I am. I, I love you. You sure you're so not going to swim the other way? It's like <laughs> too bad, tubby. <laughs> you know, you don't have to be the fastest swimmer. No, you just have to be faster than the next guy. That's right. That's right. No, I, I honestly, I don't know what I would do. I, I love you so much, but I'm not sure I would leap into the water to rescue you. Now, I yeah. would at least I can't look, say I blame you. I would at least look for like an oar or yeah. something to smack it upside the head with. I mean, yeah. I'm not just going to point and laugh. Is anyone here a marine biologist? <laughs> Uh, I think that this has the potential to be the next great reality show. You know, like Prego Predators. Moms fighting off sharks, gators, lions, bears, you name it. I think it could be a perfect lead-in for Shark Week. Ooh, yeah. It could be like a Sharknado-esque movie. Only, you know, the pregnant women come to... uh, I mean, who can we cast in this? I mean... Octomom? Octomom. Perfect. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you got to get the poster child for this sort of thing, right? Yeah. Okay. More impressive. Uh, Margot rescuing her husband from the shark. Mm -hmm. Serena Williams, while pregnant, winning the Australian Open. Tough call, but I'm going to go with Serena because the French Open's over... Two weeks was a French Open that you said, or Australian? Australian. Uh, either way, it's <laughs> it's it's always over. It's always over two weeks. I get those two mixed up. France, Australia, really, what's the difference? But over two weeks to have that kind of stamina and uh, and ability to like you know sort of fight through that. And she didn't even did she ever lose a set? I don't think she lost a single set. It's, yeah, she's incredible. She, well, she didn't lose. Yeah, I don't think she lost a set yeah, the entire she's incredible. time. No offense, uh, Margot, you're incredible too. But Serena's got you beat in this case. I don't know. I mean, Serena, number one tennis player in the world yeah. for a good chunk of her career. Sure. I don't think Margot is like a professional shark wrangler. We just don't know for sure. We don't. There's, There's just too not many a, unknowns. I, I wouldn't want to speculate. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> All right, our next story comes to us from National Geographic. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Florida will soon have another invasive species roaming our state. Oh, no. This is one I won't be complaining about too much, though. Oh, good. The Sunshine State is soon to become the home of the White Oak Conservation Center, dedicated to providing a habitat for retired circus elephants. Aww. Last week, the Conservation Center, which is near the Florida-Georgia line, purchased 35 Asian elephants from Ringling Brothers Barnum & Bailey. They've started construction on a four-square-mile habitat that will house the largest elephant herd in the Western Hemisphere. Nice. The retired elephants range in age from just a few years old to more than 70. And because they've lived in captivity most, if not all of their lives, they can't be returned to the wild. Mm. Their new refuge will be completed next year and will have wetlands, grasslands, and woodlands. Wow. Woodlands, woodlands, woodlands yeah. <laughs> and even 11 watering holes. Well, will it be open to the public? Of course. Well, good, because I would <laughs> love to see these elephants. I love many uh, animals, and as a fellow large mammal... You are. Uh, yeah, I really have a soft spot for elephants. Elephants are great. They're awesome. Um, also, when I retire, I would like to retire somewhere with access to at least 11 watering holes. Right. Perhaps one that is an Irish watering hole, Ooh, and call. one that is a uh, sports-showing watering yeah. hole. And uh, yeah, see... See what I did there with watering holes? I love it. I love it. It's, it's kind of like uh, going around the world at Epcot, right? Yeah. yeah. The, with, but with watering holes. And we're keeping it Florida. Yeah, 2020 has been a really tough year, but it's great to see that, you know, that humans still care. It's just nice. But I have to ask, though, have you ever been on an animal ride? Uh, uh, sorry, an elephant ride? Oh, yeah. When I was a little kid, yeah. absolutely. There was a... Um, some sort of a wild animal park not far from Sandusky, Ohio. Uh-huh. And uh, we we went when I was a kid and I rode the elephant. And now, like, when I nice. look back on it, I feel a little guilty and sad about it. Oh, sure. But it was really awesome at the time when I was, like, How a kid. How did you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I remember there was... I rode an elephant as well with a, a number of my cousins. And it's a really cute photo that I can look back on now. And I was wearing my, uh, my boyhood uniform of... Cut off jean shorts and no shirt. Oh, um, so thank like, you for can... not wearing the uh, topless jort look anymore. Yeah, happy to do it. Uh, nobody's going to win if I'm wearing <laughs> my boyhood uniform, definitely. So the retirees always end up in Florida. Yeah, always. I think they should be named Blanche and Dorothy <laughs> and Rose and Sophia. Yes. And uh, yeah. Why not? Golden Girls. Yeah, and you know, Florida... Though not that part of Florida is where, you know, a lot of the circus folk were from and That's retired. Right. Yeah. So it only makes sense to, to it have is. the circus elephants It's like elephants everyone's coming home in some way. It's yeah. really nice. So so this is in Yulee, Florida. Yulee? Yulee. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Maybe it's Yulee. Oh, I'm not be. sure. Who knows? It's, it's close to the Georgia border. Yeah. Um, it is the hometown of Derrick Henry. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. He went to Yulee High School and played for the Yulee Hornets. It's a big deal. They grow them big in Yulee. Apparently. Yeah. First we have elephants, elephants and now, now Derek Henry's a hoss. Right. So. And he's a former Crimson Tide, so the elephant connection is right uh-huh. there as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had not even realized that. Yeah. He's pretty much the most interesting thing I could find out about Yuli other than uh, elephants. Well, maybe um, he can come and sponsor it in some way. That would be really awesome. 
There you go. Yeah. The um the only other there's one other I guess famous person from Yuli, some guy from uh-huh. Vanderpump Rules. Oh, of course we would know about that. Yeah. yeah that, we're not the podcast that's going to tell you about the guys from Vanderpump Rules. I'm not even sure what Vanderpump yeah. Rules we're is. We're not sure. Yeah, I don't I don't really I'm know. I'm sure there is a podcast for that. I've heard it I've heard it uttered on TV before, but that's about all I know. So uh, search your podcast po- platform for more on Vanderpump Rules because you ain't getting it here. No, absolutely no. not. Well, our last story today is uh, a two-parter. Oh. Yeah. It comes to us from WFLA.com. When Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office deputies arrived at Devin Garnett's home a few weeks ago, they were expecting a potential domestic dispute. Oh, no. Neighbors had called 911 on Garnett, who had been screaming, shoot, and I dare you to shoot what? in his apartment. But instead of finding a domestic dispute, the four responding law enforcement officers found Garnett and two friends, all Tampa Bay Lightning fans, <laughs> watching the Stanley Cup finals. And they really, really, really wanted Victor Hedman to shoot the puck. Well, who doesn't? You got to throw more pucks at the net. Come on, Victor. <laughs> of course, because Florida. Yeah. The misunderstanding immediately went viral. Well, yeah. So on to part two, coming to us from ESPN.com. Oh, here we go. After Garnett's story was reported across the nation, Mm -hmm. he left a note on the neighbor's door with a copy of an article from a local paper. Uh, The note basically apologized for being so loud and Uh thanking them for helping him to go viral. (laughs) The neighbor then returned the favor by leaving a case of beer on Garnett's doorstep and added a note of their own saying that they grew up around a lot of domestic violence and legitimately thought someone was going to get shot. Yeah, I can understand that. They also explained they're basketball fans, not hockey fans. (laughs) Garnett is actually now selling lightning-inspired T-shirts that say, shoot the puck on them. Nice. And a portion of the proceeds are going to Tampa area domestic violence charities. Well, well, I'm so glad that this story ended well. And congrats, by the way, to the Tampa Bay Lightning for winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, That's a really big deal. Lord Stanley's Cup. Oh, it's always it's very good to see them win it again. Um, I, I mean, we would love it if the Blues or the Red Wings won. but Well, the Red Wings. Well, maybe yeah. not the Blues. Yeah. Well, teach his own. But uh, yeah, but I hope our neighbors don't worry about us when I'm watching the Chiefs games because I have been known to talk a bit loudly at the TV you? when, when uh, my favorite sports are on. Yeah. You. And I, I don't want anybody getting the wrong idea. I'm just yelling at the TV. So you know our neighbors a lot better than I do. Yeah. Like you, you actually talk to them. I'm a social butterfly. Um, I know very few of our neighbors' names. I identify them as a stoner millennial guy with the cat. Yep. A bus driver lady who, after ten years, her name's Claire. Right. And she's very sweet. Very sweet. Um, there's moonshine guy. Yep. Who Mike. I, Mike. Yep. Yes. And his wife, who I call Lily's mom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because Lily is the name of the dog that they used to have that died like five years ago. But, right. But moonshine guy's wife will always be lily's mom well sure (laughs) i I don't know our neighbors clearly right (laughs) um so if anyone's getting the cops called on them it's probably me yeah it could be i mean i i have made enough friends that you know i'm they i've definitely got them all on my side they're gonna be in my in my witness you know on the witness stand for me if that happens but i have to i have to also say one more thing the lost art of saying you're sorry with the gift of alcohol. Oh, uh, yeah. There are few ways to extend an olive branch as adults. Uh, 
better than switching out that branch for a bottle of wine or whiskey. Yeah. I think. Um, I, yeah, it's just a great tradition. It's something that you don't see that often, but it's not really often nice. enough. Yeah, definitely, definitely not often Especially enough. Especially from our listeners. Yeah. Hey, listeners. Yeah. Give it's us a, alcohol. It's a perfect Florida free <laughs> gift for 2020 and beyond, believe me. Do you have a favorite spirit that you like to gift to people? Oh, gosh. Uh, that I like to gift to people. Yeah. You know, when we've gone on vacation, either I've gone on vacation sometimes with someone else or my mom or whoever, yeah. or when we have gone on vacation, a right. lot of times we buy alcohol to bring back for gifts yes. for whoever's birthday is it's coming up It's the way next. to go. Yeah. So we've bought, you know, beer in the Bahamas for yeah. my dad. Uh, we bought guava berry rum from yeah. St. Martin and brought it home for a few people. So I like I like to do that, especially if it's something that you can't get like in the States. Right. Yeah. I, I agree completely. I really like I, I especially like spirits. I don't know why. It's just like a it's just so easy to hold a bottle of rum or a bottle of whiskey. I really like to give rum since we've moved to Florida. Oh yeah. Because we have access to so many like here here locally we have Lots like a dolphin. And then we also, uh, we we like to... List Distillery, Alligator right. Bay Distillery, lots of distilleries around us. Yeah, right us. around here. and I can't believe they all popped up just around us. It's really great. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they knew. But um, And then when we toured the Caribbean, it was like all these great rums to try yeah. too. So and, and even like the little rum uh, shots, you know, so you can try a bunch of different kinds. Absolutely. It's just yeah. a great gift. I, I should add that the reason I call my neighbor Moonshine Guy... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Is because he makes his own moonshine. Yeah, and he brought us a little taste he, of it. He brought us a mason jar of it. And it was good. It, yes. Yeah. I, I didn't go blind after drinking it, no. so I I considered it a success as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank uh, you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. By the way, um, did you see the video of the celebration uh, a few days after the Lightning won the Cup? I did not. So... Oy. So okay, so here's the good thing. Yeah. They they said we can't we can't pack MLA Arena, which is where they play with right. fans for a celebration yeah. afterwards. You know, these players they've been in the bubble. Yep. They've been, you know, completely isolated from the world. We need to have some kind of celebration for you gotta, them. You got to do something. So they used Raymond James Stadium, which yeah. probably holds 70, 80,000 people somewhere. Yeah. It's a football stadium. Right. It's big. Yeah. And then they only sold, you know, 10, 15,000 tickets to the event. Didn't even sell them. They were free, but, right. you know, only let a limited number of people in to allow for social distancing. They did everything right. The, they did almost everything right. Oh. So at some point, yeah. Um, they poured a bunch of alcohol, I assume. I don't know. They poured a bunch of liquid into the Stanley Cup. As you do. As you do. Mm-hmm. And fans were drinking out of the cup. Oh, and it's not what like an it was getting idea. washed yeah. between drinks. Yeah. Now, so, if you'd asked Corey a year ago, I'd been like, "Wow, that's a great, cool thing to do." I would love to drink out of the Stanley Cup. Twenty twenty. Yeah, this Bit is of a different not, story. This is not the year yeah. for you know sharing a beverage with fifteen thousand of your closest yeah. friends. Far be it for me to judge, but. It just seems a little reckless. I felt a little weird having a sip of your beer the other night yeah. when we went out. Yeah. You handed it to me to have a sip, and I actually looked at it for a moment, like, do I do this? And what I was I like, doing? oh, wait, no, I, I, I'm I, married to him. Yeah. We we swap spit on occasion. Right. So, yeah, I think, I think this is okay, but it was still... Yeah. 
like I actually hesitated. Sure. So, you know, uh, drinking out of the Stanley Cup. Phase three, everybody. Phase three of COVID <laughs> recovery in Florida, right? The there. governor <laughs> has decreed it. Start drinking out of the Stanley Cup, folks. <laughs> so what did we learn this week? I learned if you're thinking about mailing off a loved one's remains, throw a few extra bucks in for the certified mail. Yeah, right. Yeah. I learned that shark bites might be uncommon in the Keys, but there's still probably no reason to tempt fate. No, no, no. I also learned that sometimes retirees get a bad rap in Florida, but not when they're elephants. Oh, I love elephants. Yeah. And I learned that it's never a bad idea to make friends with the neighbors. Never a bad idea. Well, those were our freakiest Florida finds for the week. As always, you can find plenty of other wacky news stories from across the Sunshine State on our Facebook and Twitter pages. That's right. Remember to follow us, like us, and share us. That's at FLA Freak Show. And if you see a Florida story we missed, please share it with us. You sound so angry. Please do it. <laughs> also, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. We're on all of them. Like, literally we're everywhere. We're everywhere. And please do rate and review. It really helps us out as well. It, it gets the podcast in front of other people. If you really like the show, give us a rating and review us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> until next week, I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. We will be back soon. And until then, let your Florida freak flag fly. Goodbye. <laughs>